Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your mentally misunderstood magpie. What the fuck's a magpie? A bird. That's very fitting. My favorite bird. Ha, ha, ha. Mark the calendar the 1,200th time you said that. And welcome to another episode of Lover's Quarrel. Um, We are always here for you most times i know we weren't here last week but thank you for being patient with us um but make sure that you follow us on instagram at lovers quarrel show um follow us on twitter at lovers quarrel seven and email us your thoughts concerns headaches heartaches questions at lovers quarrel show at gmail.com um as always don't forget when we drop a new episode we will also be venturing over to clubhouse tuesdays at 7 30 um, to engage in some dialogue, having a fireside chat with you guys um, about whatever we discussed within the episode or whatever's going on in the world or whatever is on your mind. So I wanted to make sure I dropped that in there as soon as you guys tuned in so you don't forget. And of course, we will remind you again before the episode closes out. But that is my spiel. How are you, my good sir? I'm living. Fair enough. All right, you ready to just jump on this elevator? Truck out. All right, I think you should go first. So I'm going up. Are you going down? I'm kind of in the middle, so. So I think you should. Go ahead. I'll start. Okay. Um, going up. Uh, so for me, um, appreciating the little things. Um, on Friday, my neo uh, is doing. He did a. He's doing a project for valentine's day so he got couples that he knew um and they had to create a playlist um and then after they created their playlist he took photos for the for the couples to keep but also to be a part of the playlist Mm -hmm. um and then he's going to post it on his page uh, his apple music page and then you get to see what different couples what songs remind you remind them of each other yeah, it's like songs that make them make you remind remind your part remind you of your partner. Songs that are like your your y'all songs. Y'all songs. Um, it was a really really dope concept, and you know it also came accompanied. He had a couple of interview questions that he like will incorporate into the um like the the bio or the 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 notes of the Apple playlist. So make sure you check that out. Um, his name is Malachi. And his Instagram for his project is um, mall.mind, so M-A-L dot M-I-N-D. So if you follow that page on Instagram, you'll get to see us as well as other couples and the um, pictures he he was able to capture of the couples that and that ultimately were for the playlist but also for the project so really really dope proud of uh of malachi and also you know honored to be a part of that yeah um so now we have some new lovers quarrel photos but um just also it was it was a time that me and danny could be silly and mm-hmm. take pictures together and love on each other and be yeah. us so um it was a, a moment of even though we're in this pandemic of of a change or a shift, if that yeah, makes any sense. It was like something different that we could do than the day-to-day, um, you know, and the pictures came out phenomenally. TJ was loving himself. 
Um, he I was like some, something like a model. He was like, "Yo, I'm so photogenic. Oh my gosh, that looks so good." So it my was, glow up is real. It it really is. So you looked really nice, babe. I look, I look nice. I look tired, but I look nice. But that's okay, cause you know, what yeah, am I you, not? You always look nice. So this is about me right now. It is about you. My apologies. You don't know. I don't I don't mean to take the light the light off. Exactly. Of you. Stop being light skinned. It. Anyway. It was a joke, whatever. You're so funny. Um, <laughs> my other elevator is Valentine's Day. Um, oh, and yeah. not because of my wife, because of my daughter. Um, t- so I was, you know, bought some stuff for her, left it on the counter, and she found it. In my mind, I, I got to remember how smart this little girl is. But I'm like, whatever. She's sleeping. She ain't going to do it. She ain't going to find it, whatever. Come. And then she like found it, called my name, and was like, guess what I have? Mm-hmm. And then everything. So I had to take it from her. She was very upset about that. But now, like every day, she's like, is today's Valentine's Day? Like, can I get my stuff? So um, I'm excited to be able to just share that and just, you know, be able to see her excitement over the things that I've got her for Valentine's Day. Uh, and it's those little small things that's, you know, to have someone so appreciative of. Mm-hmm. Candy and stuff, beers and books and stuff like that. So she's gonna love it. She's been asking if it was Valentine's Day for the last since the day you took the stuff back. So she um she will be very excited when we go get her and uh you give her her you know her presentation of all her her wonderful things and um yes we are recording this on Valentine's Day. So for what it's worth, Happy Valentine's Days to those of you who care. Um, and I am, oh, I'm sorry. Let me not jump the gun. Was that your, the conclusion of your elevator, my good sir? Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm really not up or down this week. I'm just kind of like, meh, like I'm kind of here. I'm, you know, I, I really, I don't have anything to really complain about or that I need to vent over. And I don't really have anything that I'm like over the moon about or like, there's nothing really sticking out to me right now, so um, I'll I'll take it as a I'll look at it as a glass half full type of thing where you know it's sometimes it's okay to be in the the middle you know and you're just like nothing's spectacular or nothing really out of, out of the norm is going on either good or bad so you know not to disappoint but you know there's just some days or weeks where you're just kind of like yeah and that's where I am this week so i don't know i guess that would i mean that's it for me um shall i just move on yeah okay um now it is time for our relationship tip of the week um uh, i can go first if you if it, that works for you that work okay so my relationship tip for the week is uh unsurprisingly one that doesn't just apply to romantic partnerships but to all of the ships um and my my tip is don't shrink for anyone don't shrink yourself like you know some of us and i'm I'm not necessarily like including myself but there are some people in this world who have larger than life personalities or who are strong or just or maybe polarizing personalities or 
or maybe you just even if you're not like you're just who you are you are who you are bottom line and sometimes we intentionally or unintentionally um end up like shrinking who we are to appease or avoid appease others or avoid conflict with others or somewhere in between on the spectrum and um it's something that i have often participated in um it's definitely sometimes a a defense mechanism of mine sometimes i'm with the shits and sometimes i don't want no smoke um and in those moments those are the times where i um you know sometimes have shrunk myself in certain you know dynamics with people Mm -hmm. not just tj um and it's something I think that we all should work on. Like, you know, there's one thing about being humble. It's it's another thing about being, uh, you know, receptive to others and you don't want to overpower others so that no one else can get a word in or no one else feels like they have a space when they're in your presence. But at the same time, don't shrink who you are for anyone, you know? So, because ultimately you're doing yourself a disservice. I think when you do that. And that is my relationship tip. Where are you at, my Mr. New Cool? <laughs> um, my tip is make sure you say what you want, what you need. Um, and mine is based off of Danny had plans for us to do something romantic last night. And uh, somebody, uh, a, a work-related uh, situation came up. I asked Danny... You know, whatever we have planned, you know, what time it was because they wanted us on for a certain time, if it was okay. And instead of her holding her ground and saying, no, I need you for whatever, she was just like, oh, it's okay. Um, And then midway through, I, I thought it was like more of a surprise. I found out it was like for us to cook dinner together and she robbed me of that opportunity, so... That's a strong word. Okay. If you say so. I have a... Okay, go ahead. You can... Uh, this is my this, this is my interpretation to the situation. Okay, that's why I said go ahead. So... Because if, if, if the story... If it was the other way around, I would have been like, I need you to be present at by this time. So that would have let me know that it was, I need you to be a part of it. Okay. You didn't give me that opportunity. I told you whatever. And you was like, oh, it's okay. So you made it seem like. Go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'll let you finish. And then I can I can give my my perspective on that. And because I understand where you're coming from. Because I, 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 I specifically asked you, was it around the same time you said it was? I said, was it something that I needed to be present for whatever and you told me i can go ahead and attend whatever they were asking me to attend yes i did so but technically no i wouldn't have been able to attend or i could have attended later like i i could have ultimately all i'm saying is that 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 situation just made me say like if you want to have you have plans and you need someone to be 100 percent active or whatever the case may be say it like don't don't think you're doing what's best for that other person because again you had something planned so well yes um it's a learning curve 
Um, and just I, not to not to debate with you and not to argue with you about it, but from my lens, you you asked me. I said I had. I think I I brought up that I had something planned, and then maybe a little way down, a little bit later after that, you were like, that you had a work related thing that you were that I was asked to be a part asked of. To be a part of. So, in based on my previous experiences with things with work related or whatever i'm like work is obviously really like is is a lot going on i didn't know the 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 type of call it was on because you're on a lot of calls for work so i looked at it as like okay this was supposed to be like a couple's cooking class but if he has something going on for work i can was it a surprise couple's cooking class it was well it was because like, you didn't tell me what it was. Well, yeah, because you also wanted it to be a surprise. Because so, I thought it was a surprise. Well, and typically, if I ask questions, instead of you holding out, you would just tell me because you don't want to play whatever game. Well, so in my mind... And I was... So that was what I thought I was doing. I thought I was holding out. But then I was just like, I'll, I'll pivot. I'll adjust. And instead of it, you know, if he's done in, before the, the class over, he can join me. Or if he's not, then I will have still made this like really like kind of fancy dinner for us for valentine's day so, so I kinda, again you you took my you took my decision away from me by not giving me the opportunity to understand that i needed to be present okay you made the decision for me okay and i i made the decision for you thinking that it was something that you needed to be on and then all and and knowing like the the history that is like your need to be present for certain calls and stuff like that and that they have like that your job has have calls all tight like it, it wasn't like it's not like there's not calls that you have at 9 p.m or on weekends so it wasn't like oh this is like not normal so i can kind of say like, I, I i didn't it didn't occur to me that this wasn't something that was like arguably like mandatory for your attendance it, so if 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 that was the case and then you you know I, I do tend to sometimes cave when you push back with surprises. So instead of saying like... So if you were in active labor... That's, I, I would not... If I was in active labor with a kid, then it would be a totally different situation. But if they're saying like the baby won't be here for the next 12 hours or whatever, then I can go to work, right? I can go about my regular day day to day because... Well, if I was in active labor, we wouldn't have twelve hours. But I'm saying, like, if you're, if you're, if I, if I was in labor, and, and that might be a stretch. Like, I think that is not necessarily the best example. Like, to that's what I said. Yeah. It might be a huge stretch, but my thing is, I'm trying to be accommodating. I know, but accommodating would be telling me, no, I need you for this time, and then I could have said, send me the link, and I'll, I'll come on after, or, or whatever the case may be. Like, if it was mandatory, I would have been like, Danny, it's, I, I, would have, I would have reached out to you and said, Danny, this thing's mandatory. Can we reschedule? Okay. Well, that's my tip, so. Well. All right. So now it is time for our Black History Fact. Uh, and we are still knee-deep in it being Black History Month. So make sure that we celebrate all day, every day, all things black, because Lord knows we could use it right now. Um, 
And my fact is that um, on this day that you're hearing this episode, which is February 15th, um, renowned uh, American jazz singer uh, Nat King Cole passed away. Um, he was born in March of 1919 and was you know, professionally, um, you know, was a professional singer, was known all around the world, um, and had one of the kind of, he has pretty iconic voices, um, as far as like those like old, like crooner type songs and things like that. He's also father to the late Natalie Cole, who was a, um, a more, I guess, even though it was probably like 30 years ago, but still like a more present day singer um, that some of us might be familiar with and he was her father. But yeah, so Nat King Cole um, passed away um, on February 15th on this day in 1965. And that is my Black History Fact. What is yours? My Black History Fact is that Huey Percy Newton, most people call him Huey P. Newton, Mm -hmm. Was born February 17th, 1942 in Monroe, Louisiana. He is one of the co-founders of the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, Judas and the Black Messiah is on our watch list. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think they talk about him. Oh, because it was more about Fred Hampton. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we have to watch and see, but I mean, they were, they were the, the co-founders, right? Yep. So, well, Fred Hampton wasn't one of the, it was, uh. Him, it was Huey P. Newton and Bobby Sills. Oh, okay. So Fred Hampton came after. Yeah. Well, he he was he may have, I'm guessing he was one of. I don't know the story well enough, so I can't tell you exactly. Okay. No, that's fair. And, um, we can look it up, and so you know, versus speaking out of turn, but still dope fat Huey P. Fred Bobby Seals. Let's say Fred Seals. Bobby Seals. Fred Hampton. Obviously, all uh, important revolutionaries in world and American history. So yeah, that is our excuse me, our black history facts for this week. And last but certainly not least, TJ is going to present me with our word of the week, which I will attempt to spell correctly. Um, I did, I do, as you recall, I my streak came to an end last episode we posted. Let us uh, see if I uh, can redeem myself. The word of the week is trichotomy. Trichotomy. A division into three categories. Trichotomy. Hold on. Let me make sure the pronunciation is correct. Because you're like, hey, you didn't pronounce it correct. or Because pronunciation matters. <sighs> Trichotomy. 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 Wrong. Anyway. T R I. C H O T O M Y. Trichotomy. You got it right. Thank you. You stumped me, Danny. Well, you know, that was a good word. I think it helps because I'm familiar with dichotomy, so I figured it was probably the same. So, that's called, you know, going back in, into the crates and stuff like that and. All these uh, words that are just floating around in my head. But now you know what a trichotomy is and also how to spell it. I was talking to you, not to the listeners, but... You're talking to me? Yes. Because I already have the spelling because I gave you the word and I verified the spelling. But yeah, 
Sure. Yeah, and now I've like reaffirmed it for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Just so we're clear. I guess. All right. You ready to move on? Sure. Okay. So, you guys, we are going to talk this evening, like I'm assuming when you're listening to this. Today's episode for our quarrel, debate, whatever you'd like to call it, we are going to talk about the film Malcolm and Marie. Now, um, at this point, it's been out for at least, I guess it's at least the second week that it's been out on Netflix, right? Um, And... The premise is that the titular named characters are arriving back home after a movie premiere of Malcolm's movie that he wrote. And then they spend the next almost two hours arguing and sort of making up and then arguing and then sort of making up and arguing and sort of making up. So my, our, you know, Tina and I kind of have um, similar views of the movie in some, I think in some aspects and then different in others. And so we're gonna kind of talk about that today. Um, what was your overall feeling about the film? Um, that they, they were, they had toxic traits. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't doubt that they loved each other, but maybe they loved each other in the ways that they didn't need the love. That makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like they have love for each other, they love and respect for each other, but you could tell that they have stuff that they hold on to, and they use each other's negative qualities against each other, like yeah, to win. Yes. Um, I thought it was so like I had posted about it when we like initially watched it and I said that I thought that um, the film overall was good but it was like exhausting to watch because to watch people like argue for an hour and 48 minutes or however long is just that exhausting and um, but it did you know remind me that you know sometimes in some relationships you have these like really long drawn out arguments um, and People say things that they maybe mean in the moment, but don't mean overall. And people use the things that you've confided in in them about against you. Um, and you know, you think that the it's like a boxing match, really. It's like you think that the fight is over in like the fourth round, and you guys have gone back to your respective corners. But then somebody comes, you know, the bell rings, and somebody comes out the gate swinging again, and they start, and then you pick back up and. It's, it's truly exhausting. Like, it was, it's exhausting to watch and it's exhausting to have participated in something like that. And, um, but... So when you I watch think, other movies, do you feel like it's exhausting? Like, because to me, like, it wasn't exhausting to watch. It, it's, it's like, that was the movie, like... Watching two people, like, the the entire focus of the, of the, the movie was centered around this argument that this couple is having there was no other plot points there was no other other perspectives there was nothing so like to watch two people like if i watched i could if i was in a room with two people arguing for two hours straight i would find that exhausting because it's like okay it's not the movie itself but the concept of people going back and forth but that's 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's like, that's that's reality. That, that really happens. It does. And, and it's it's exhaust. Well, me and you have argued for on yeah. it for a long time. I get exhausted. I, I guess. I find it exhausting because, like, who wants to argue for hours on end? And I think that that is, that was what I, why I said what I said. Um, okay. I wasn't taken away but, with what you were saying. I was just trying to, I was asking for, for clarification purposes. Okay. And I, I hope I succeeded in clarifying. Um, so I think, um, but I, I do think like their relationship is obviously like there's a lot of toxic, you know, behaviors on both of their parts. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, like maybe you and I disagreed on what I said, like they arguably like don't really belong together um, or they really need to be like in therapy. And so, like, that's kind of what, like, if I look at those characters, because some of the things that were said are things that, like, I don't know how you can, like, continue to be in whatever version of healthy looks like for Malcolm and Marie and be, like, and and consider that, like, a healthy relationship. Like, how does that, that doesn't seem like that would be the case with the things that were said and the, the boundaries and the lines that were crossed during that movie with what they were saying to each other. Um... I mean, I, I feel like I can agree to disagree. I feel like when you're that close to, to people, sometimes you say things that are that can be that could be considered inappropriate, or you say stuff that could be considered being mean. I think in relationships, you at least starting out, right? It's like when you start having arguments, it's not about it's not always about arguing to hear each other's point, but arguing to win. That's true. And that's what it seemed like. It seemed like they were arguing and then each one was trying to take a deeper dig and then realize, oh shit, I didn't mean to go that far or damn, I didn't mean, you know what I mean? But it's kind of like once you said it, now it's fair game. Well, yeah. And but and then to that point though, then do they, like, do you think that they really like need to be together? Because I didn't get the, in, like any, like. Who am I to tell someone else what works for them and what doesn't work for them? You know, I mean, but just as we're a, giving as a the watcher. opinion. Yeah, I'm, as a watcher, I wouldn't want to do it, but I learned from it. It made me say, like, next time I have an argument, you know, be more mindful of the things I'm saying because once you say, it, you can't take it back. Yes, and and I'm sorry. Before we go on, I do want to like give like like a just in case a like spoiler alert because I know there might be some people who haven't seen it yet so if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want any spoilers just know that we might end up talking about specific plot points so just as a fair warning um and I think that um like I know it's not who are you to tell or whatever but like would you if you knew Malcolm and Marie in real in the real world like would you think that they are even resembling like a healthy couple based if we're off talking of that, if we're talking about based off of that two hour part of course we're gonna say no but if everything else in their relationship is amazing they just have terrible arguments i don't think that it's a whole throw the whole relationship away they're, they're both toxic they need to be locked up and have therapists to to correct them what I if what if they go to therapy, they do all that stuff and they feel and they still find that this is what's helpful for them. Now what? Well, I don't I don't I didn't get from the film that they found it helpful. That's why they kept 
coming back at it at, at the situation and then i also feel like if you're gonna try and stay with somebody especially like if you're gonna try and stay with somebody like and you're having that level like everybody doesn't argue like that like arguments happen but like i think sometimes we think that everybody argues in that manner and everybody doesn't do that everybody doesn't go for the jugular everybody doesn't go below the belt every single time and i think that like you know yeah if we're if we look at this is a, a snippet of of a, a pretend a fake fictional couple's lives so yeah while we can't if we look at through the lens of like this fictional couple is just two hours out of their entire relationship that they've been together i think it was like i guess like five six years they kept kind of referring to what it's still like indicative of it being like problematic that that it's, it's, it's that much venom it's that much like resentment it's that much frustration it's that much all of these things and so in the very least like even if they have all these wonderful times because they did have moments where they were like kind of loving on each other in the movie too but that they would always circle back to the point of the to the to the different layers of their argument to me it's like okay at the very least they need to be in therapy trying to work that stuff out because it's not a healthy way to constantly to to do that. that that's not healthy and when you say therapy you mean as a couple separate both I would say both, honestly, okay. because he had, like he had his hangups. She obviously had her hangups, and then as together, because and they they like they use off each other. Like I w- I can look at that film and be like, there wasn't like a clear like this person's the good guy, this person's the bad guy in the argument. It's more like they they're they're both like victim and villain in different ways, and you know I think that. When you are when when you are in that having that dynamic whatever like you need to kind of work on yourself and you need to work with each other to do better or to be better because otherwise like how is that like that and we never even saw the convert the the we never even saw the argument be resolved right there was no resolution to it they just went to bed and that happens a lot too in arguments and in relationships and stuff like that but the thing is like. If well, you but you're you're someone who believes that going to bed is is helpful. Sometimes, yeah. And, and I think and I think opposite. So I think so. I think sometimes because I like so for me sometimes going to sleep because sometimes because you don't have the bandwidth and well stuff yeah because like you don't have the bandwidth or because you're like physically tired like so everybody's different but for me like if I if me and you have had arguments that have been like long and drawn out before and sometimes I get physically tired so then it's just like. Um, we're talking in circles and it seems like okay let's you know sleep on it and then that way once you're rested once you have time to let cooler heads prevail then you can come back to it so i'm never like let's not come back to it i'm just like let's take a break like let's take a six to eight hour break and and go to sleep so that way when we come back to the conversation we'll be maybe in a better headspace because we won't be so amped up or we won't be so exhausted from arguing because Arguing, and you may not find that way, but for me, and I think I think I might be in good company. Like arguing can be truly draining. It can be. I'm I'm not saying, but obviously, if you're having an argument about something, it's it's you're trying to find a, a solution. Hopefully, and that's why people argue. But then, what happens if you're not finding a solution in that moment or in those moments? Like, there's two hours have gone by, and you're still. If it's two hours, and you and you both mutually agree, let's separate so that way we can. Figure out and come back. That's different. That's different than saying I'm exhausted, so I'm gonna go to sleep. Fuck how you feeling. It's about me, so I'm going to sleep. 
Okay, but then what if that person, like, if that person who's exhausted, like, what if they don't have anything else to add? What if they don't have any, or what if they start, they feel themselves like, okay, I'm tired, or I don't have the bandwidth, or I'm exhausted, so now I'm going to start saying, like, shit that's nasty or mean or rude to just try to end the argument or to, to, to make the person, like, to hurt the person to walk away. So, so you're making the choice. You're saying, I'm exhausted. And because I'm exhausted, even though that person is not exhausted, let me become mean now. So that way they'll want to end the fight. So you're choosing to be nasty. Some people do. And some people, okay. but, then, and then because, but I also said, what if the person literally like stops talking? Like I'm exhausted. You don't want me to, you don't want me to go to sleep or go to bed. I think then, but then th- that, couple, done- that couple needs to figure out what coping mechanisms work best, uh, best, what best for them. I think that's the thing again you can still go to therapy and all the other stuff but obviously as a couple y'all have to figure out what what methods work better for you but for me preface if you if, if you're like you know what this i can't do it right now i'm too exhausted i need some time that's different than you just falling out or saying you know what i'm gonna say some really mean shit so that way i can end the conversation yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's a good thing either. I but, think, but that's what you just said. What I said, I said it in response to you were like, you like, kind of like you were saying, like you don't like. Basically, I felt like you were making the implication that like it's wrong for the person who's saying like I'm tired, like let's go to sleep, let's sleep on it to to do that. And I I said in response, I said, well, okay, is that if you if you would ra- would you rather have them go to bed? And because they're tired of, of arguing or they don't have the bandwidth anymore, or they think we, you know, they'll be better in the morning. Would you rather have them do that? And you feel like that, you said like you, that you felt like that would be like inconsiderate to a person who's not, not done making their point or not done arguing. So my point was, would you rather them do that? Or would you rather them start just saying like vicious stuff or rude stuff in order to end the argument or just stop, still stay awake or stay up and not go to bed, but just sit there and not respond to you? Because like I said, both. Because I think those are like also both like very unhelpful behaviors, and so like to the point with the movie or whatever, like they 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 went they they went to bed, but it was just kind of like out of it was out of like I think mutual exhaustion or whatever. But you didn't see them like you didn't see the movie end with them having some type of like you know recap or talk about it or apologies or anything else like that but what we saw most of was people who were like hurt and once one person got hurt the other person tried to hurt the other like tried to one-up the hurt is what I, I feel like and I don't feel like that like while I can say that we've been in situations where you and I have said things to hurt each other's feelings before or whether intentionally or unintentionally but I also think that like you have people who Need, like sometimes you need assistance with that or like you know and again there there's there we there's a whole backstory to the two of them that we didn't see it wasn't captured on film but it's like if they don't have that that mutual respect or love for each other like they need help to work on that because obviously the what they're doing isn't working because otherwise if it was they wouldn't have gone for the the juggler and they wouldn't have gone so below the belt in certain certain ways that they did in the film you know and like, or, you know, sometimes even though you've been together with somebody for a long time, or you've been through a lot of like heavy stuff, like the two of them had been through in their course of their relationship, that doesn't always mean that you're, you're still like meant to be together or you're good for each other. It could, like, and sometimes those types of arguments that you saw in Malcolm and Marie are like indicative of the fact that they don't, 
you know, it's not working or it's, you know, and so I don't know, like that's kind of my take on it is therapy or maybe they need to go their separate ways. Cause like, how do you come back from some of the things that like were said to each other in that thing? Like, what would you, what do you think? Um, I think, I think if you truly love somebody, sometimes you, I mean, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Because depending on, you know, did we both say nasty things, right? How nasty was it? Is it, is it something that you can't bounce back from or? So who do you think was like harsher between the two of them based on things said? They both said some like mean shit to the core that I think hurt them, hurt their characters. If that makes sense. Yeah. So what do you think the meanest thing that he said to her was and what is the meanest thing she said to him? When he talked about her her drug problem, like I feel like that's one of the, that's something that's like sensitive for somebody who's in recovery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it could be triggering. Mm-hmm. And what about him? I mean, her to him. I'm trying to remember. She said... I can't remember which one of the mean things she said. So I think I agree in that, like, I think it was like a tie between him bringing up her previous drug abuse. And I think when he was like outlining like all the women he slept with before, like that he was like got his inspiration from and like talking about how who he fucked and everything else like that. I feel like those were two really like big digs. And then I why think did you feel her, like that was a dig? I think because it tied into like the whole conversation was was grounded in like this film and that she felt like he, she should have been a part of she felt like she should have been the lead because it was based off of her, her. and he was and he she was adamant that he the film was inspired by her her life and he was like not only was it not inspired by just you, but it's inspired by this chick I fucked and that chick that I fucked and he got into a lot of like graphic detail about like not just like I, this this chick I messed with, this chick I messed with, but like kind of like what they did or where they were, or what happened and stuff like that. So I feel like when you're talking to your partner and you're like outlining or giving like a highlight reel of like previous people you fucked to hurt them, that's also really like below the belt. I feel like her, 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 her I feel like her, her vicious side of it had a lot to do with like attacking him as far as like his craft like him not being good at the thing that he's like most passionate about because like when she kind of was like saying like you're no like he was making he because he was getting these comparisons like from different like critics and stuff like that to other famous like you know world-renowned black directors and writers and she's like she kept coming like not kept but like one of the biggest digs i feel like she took was like you're not like them you're not even from them you 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 don't have like the struggle in you you don't you don't have anything like your parents are well off your sister's an engineer or some shit like that like kind of coming at his authenticity right i think that was the thing like she was come and like i think because of his the line of work that he's in he's in the arts he's he's a he's a creative as a writer director coming at somebody's like authenticity is like coming at their character right and so i think that that was the bigger dig for him from her and it's and that's the thing i think it goes to show too that like sometimes what the the tipping point is of what the like trigger trigger button is is gonna look different depending on who you're talking to because you can make the argument that like you can make the argument that like 
uh, if I'm bringing up your drug abuse, your past drug abuse, even now that you're clean, and I'm like talking about who I fucked before you or whatever, those could be like on paper could be like those are way harsher digs. But but I felt like he was using that to just say like I've been inspired by other women. You like it's it's not just about you. It was what he was trying to say, but he did it in a manner that was very like graphic and below the belt. Okay. So, but what I was trying to say is this: like that, those two things could be really big digs for her. But then on the flip side, even though it may not seem on paper as like the more uh, serious accusation or critique, but her coming at him and his his talent is like the hardest, the harshest thing you could say to him, right? Because he's so consumed with like what people think about his work. And, and I think that that's where, like, sometimes, you know, we know what people's triggers are. We know what people's buttons are. And we push them when we're in those situations. And really, like, is anything good going to come from an argument like that where all you're doing is pushing? You just keep pushing and poking and pushing buttons until you, like, until what? Like, do you want to make somebody cry? Do you want to make them concede? Do you want to make them leave? Like, and, and I think that's the thing, too, like, with that movie, like, it was one of those arguments where there was no real, I feel like there was no real out. Like, there were moments where it, it seemed, and you knew it was too, too soon because it was too early in the film, but there were moments where it seemed like, okay, there was, like, a little bit of acknowledgement, of ownership, some concessions to, like, certain things that were said, but it really wasn't over because they came back around and found something else to, like, they would bring shit back up. They weren't able to get past it. And when you're not able to get, and that's the thing, like arguments like this happen in relationships, but getting past it in like as healthy as a manner as possible, if that's not there, then it's in my, you know, it's my opinion that if this is like a trend, you need outside help or it might be a sign that your time with that person help, is done. I think outside help can work, but I think it starts with the individuals first. Um, and, and they have to be in the right headspace. Like you can't say some, like, I know right now we're on a big push for therapy, 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 but, yeah. but you can't just always say therapy because people have to be in the right mind to, to receive therapy. I agree. Because you can go to therapy, but if you're not going to be in there to, to, to receive it a hundred percent, then you're wasting everybody's time. I also agree with that. But then my question then becomes, though, what do you do in the interim? Do you just kind of like sit there I don't and know. I'm suffer? Not, I'm not. No. Well, as adults, if you don't, if you're not happy, you leave. No matter how hard it is, but you leave. But I'm, I'm just saying, you're saying they need to just do therapy. That's Or break that, up. And I, I don't always think it's that simple. I mean, we're, we're I mean... It's never always that simple, but I find it hard to believe that even though this is a fictional movie and we only watch two hours of a lot of lives of fictional characters, that that is like the only time that they've had those types of kind of nights. I think that that was just the one captured. But if we like thinking, if we really try to like kind of push the boundaries of this like fictional world that these two characters are in, like... That ain't nothing new. That's no, just that's tonight, probably that's, that's probably yeah. argument. Definitely, a hundred percent. And who wants to do that all the time? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's couples who do it all the time. And, there are, and, and and they are okay with it. Doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. I mean, I would say you know the positive you could take is you know well they don't have kids so 
at least it's not something that they're doing in front of their children. So for for their children to grow up and think this is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just. I, yeah, I just find it, and, and and I could be projecting or whatever, but but even because I just find like that's that level of of arguing, nobody ever really comes out winning, and everybody's just left like it's just tiring. Like that's that it was a tiring ass argument to watch. Like I, I don't think I'm alone in in, in no, that. No, that's what I, that's what I just said. I, I've heard that. I just thought it was a good movie. Like overall, I mean, if if you were tired from it, then and, and you said what's the name is tired. Uh, arguments are tiring. I think the movie did did its job. I oh, thought I, I agree. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was great acting, and I agree. It, well. and, and and I was able to reflect that reflect from it, especially being a 32 year old husband. Who argues and grew up with arguments, seeing his parents argue, and like to me that was that was normal. Um, but seeing at least not, I mean, now my parents didn't get that bad. Me and you've never gotten that bad, but seeing somebody else do it, it kind of it was definitely cringing, cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. It definitely made me look at myself and say, the next time I have an argument with Danny, I'm gonna make sure that. I'm gonna make sure that I don't go anywhere near a line that may seem like offensive. Well, yeah, and it, I think yeah. it gave me a reflection. So that's maybe that's why I appreciated it more because it was like, oh shit, like you don't want to be like that. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, I don't want to say something that I'm saying out of anger or I'm saying because I feel like fuck it, you you need to hear it, and it fucks up whatever for us like you know sometimes when we argue we're arguing to argue and sometimes we're arguing to win but we don't realize how the things we say or do can affect the future of our relationship some things you say some things you may say you may never be able to come back from yeah i think he said some shit that at least if i was in her shoes you wouldn't be able to come back from like you bring up my my drug abuse, we're not coming back from that because you met me as a drug abuser. You dated me and loved me as a drug abuser, and even though you helped me get clean, but that may be why he felt like I, I can I can bring it up because I was there. I had to deal with it too. But that was a choice. Okay. So you you it, you're right. I made that choice. So to be there, but that doesn't mean that I can't bring it back up ever. Or I think you sh- you can't. I don't think you can bring. I don't think it's right to bring it back up. I'm not saying you can't. I don't think it's right to bring it back up because, especially when you're using it as a means of like, of 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 a an attack or venomous. I think that you like, should not. The tackle thing would be, but if it's something that's the truth that we both lived. Yeah. Well, you you were you were. A party to it, or you watched it, but you didn't live it. You didn't go through it. You weren't if shooting I was up there, or snorting. Whatever if I was there snorting. with you through your recovery, if I was there through you snorting up or, or shooting up, and I had to deal with it, I was there. I lived it with you. Okay. You can't but, negate the fact that somebody had had to live through it. You can't, but I okay. I can give you that, but I think it's like it's still dead ass wrong to then throw that time in somebody's 
in somebody's face when you're in the middle of an argument. It's not like you're worried about them and you're like highlighting like how they need to continue to like stay on the straight and narrow or they think that you're like they're gonna backslide or whatever. Like that to me is like one thing, but it's like we're in the middle of an argument and you're saying that to go below the belt because it's something that I am truly sensitive about or insecure about or whatever like that is is whack like that is and that's that's abusing the trust that this person had in you when they were going through their the most difficult time in their lives like that's the thing like you can't like talking about people and like talking about people's sobriety or people before they got sober and in order to win an argument is like the lowest you can go Cause that's that's the type of shit that people will like go back and start using again over if you throw it back in their face. Cause they're like, well, fuck it. If you're gonna keep bringing up my past, if you're gonna be bringing up the shit I used so, to do, so so if somebody brings up your past, it's okay for you to give up. That's what you're saying. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying it happens. People do like it. It, it happens to the best of us. Where if you've come so far, or you've if you've come so far, or you've um, changed, right? If you've truly changed and someone that you love and care for, that you confided in, that you took, that knows your, your darkest secrets and stuff like that, turns around and uses them against you in, an, in the heat of an argument, that means that, like, that that's some type of shit that can, like, break a person or make them feel like their success or their growth is for naught because, like, the person that was there with me in the trenches while I was going through the hardest time of my life is still judging me. I mean, I could see that. But I also think that that's why it's important for individuals to have their own self-worth and their own self-confidence because... that's it, They should, but it's I'm not... I'm just always, saying. It's not... But typically, people who are abusing drugs lack that anyway. So that's... Like, they're already very fragile. And it's like, if you're gonna... If you're gonna... You know... Like, it's like, you know where the cracks in the glass are and then when everything's good you do everything you can to avoid those cracks in that person or to mend them and then when when shit is going left like an argument like they were ha- like Malcolm and Marie were having you start tapping on that those cracks in order to shatter them and i think that that is like that's truly whack like you can't you can't go both you can't do it both ways like if you make a tr- and so even though you're going through it with them, you made a choice to be with them. So if you're going to choose to be with somebody who is who's an abuser of drugs or who has some type of health condition or whatever, and when everything's good, you're you're on the team, you're you're, you're supported, whatever else. Then that's and but then when things are bad or you're feeling attacked, you go to like the lowest of lows that, that person has experienced or put themselves through. That that's. That's really hard to like just even go to sleep on and wake up the next day and like let go of, I think anyway. Like who does, how do you, how do you bounce back from that? Because they could say, I'm never going to say it again, but then you said it one time. How do I know that? How do I know that that's true? Like think about your darkest moment or your darkest secret and Imagine if I brought it up in the middle of a an argument that was like not, especially not centrally related to that deep dark secret. You know what I mean? Would you would you really be able to like come back to me the next day and be good? 
Saying, you're asking me? Yeah. Would I be good if you told my secrets? If I used your biggest flaw or insecurity or whatever against you, or your you know, your biggest trauma when when you were younger against you and try to throw it in your face in the heat of an argument, would you be able to like do you think that we you would be able to like shake that off and we could I feel proceed? like you have though. In the past, not nothing recently, but I feel like you have. I I don't know. Like I said, maybe because I grew up with arguments, I'm like sometimes shit is said in, in the heat heat of the moment, and as long as a person apologizes and tries not to do it again, then you move forward. You know what I mean? Like. Just my interpretation. I can't speak for anybody else but mine. Okay. So, I guess in in conclusion, Malcolm and Marie. If they if you knew Malcolm and Marie in real life, <laughs> he was Malcolm's homeboy back from college. And he told you about this argument or you were in the house during this argument. A fly on the wall or whatever. What would be your recommendation? I mean, I would to tell the two, to the two of them. Well, I. To that, that's hard. I mean, because he was my guy, I would speak to my guy. I wouldn't be taught like. Okay, so let's say you knew them both. Like you met them. If, if I knew them both, I would tell them that they. <laughs> I would tell them that that what they're engaging in is is unhealthy, and that they need to find better ways to. To communicate and that if they aren't in the mood to like we instituted timeouts maybe they need to institute those those things i would say that when they are at their best that's when they should kind of talk about the problem areas and finding ways of communication to be able to work through those issues like i said nobody's perfect and you know everybody's going to have an opinion everybody's going to say what they did right and wrong and stuff like that but I'm I'm a big believer that, you know, what works for other people may not work for me. What works for me and you may not work for somebody else. Somebody else would probably not like TJ at all. I wouldn't be somebody else's cup of tea. The way I do things, who I am. You you have accepted me for the most part of who I am. Somebody else may not. Mm-hmm. So because I know that, I, I understand that different relationships have different things. Now, are there like carnal things that... I don't think it should ever happen. Putting hands on people, of course not. Stuff like that. Arguments is going to happen. I think you should always try your hardest not to say things that are hurtful, but know your partner as well. Because again, if you say something that's hurtful for me, then now I may I may say something hurtful back, or you may say one thing that hurts me. Now I say something that 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 is hurtful, but it may be like killing you type hurtful, like, you know. And I think that happens too. You might say, you know. You may talk about something that bothers me, but now I'm going to find the worst thing that bothers you. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to one-up each other, and instead of us trying to figure out what the issue is, we're trying to one-up and hurt each other more. You hurt me, so let me hurt you, and now you may say something that you can't take back. So, like I said, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, in, in dating, you have to figure out what's best for you and your partner and make it work for you and your partner. And I think that's the biggest thing. But if I was to speak to them, I would tell them to 
they would have to find a better way. I do think therapy can work, but I think only I think therapy only works if somebody if the people want to do it and are willing to do it. Well, I agree with that. I would definitely recommend therapy if they were try, still trying to stay together after a fight like that. Um, and I feel like you would have, like, you know, to me, like, it just came across like there's a lot of shit the two of them need to work on as individuals and that they would need to work on together if they intended to to stay together. But if, you know, if I were friends with them or... If I, you know, if, yeah, if I knew them personally, if they were real characters that I knew personally and could speak to, it would be really like a thing of how, like, how do you technically like come back from an argument like that? How or how do you move on from something like that? Because it was like it was just like a little bit of everything. It was bringing up people's past. It was trauma. It was resentment, it was like jealousy, it was selfishness, it was, you know, it was a lot of different like negative attributes coming out left and right from, from, you know, from both of them in some, in some ways. But it's our insecurities, it's our, it's, it was egos driven, it was realistic and that's what I liked about it, I think. I think seeing that, I'm like, this is, this is real life, like everybody tried to make life out to be like the super sweet things and like arguments don't happen. People don't say mean things. People don't go too far and shit like that. We live in a world where we live in a world where if you have any negative traits and it comes out, they, they cancel you. They, they, they close you out. We're not allowed to be human beings. And in in the movie, we just got to see two people on what somebody would say is the biggest night of their life. And he had to deal with this thing because he didn't thank her explicitly. And because he didn't thank her explicitly, it brought back other things. But then you you peel the, the onion and it's not that he just didn't thank her. It was that she felt this was about her mm-hmm. and that she should have been playing the role. And then you unpeel that and just kind of see other like so. That's the thing. I mean, ultimately, what it really comes down to, I think, is just communication. Mm-hmm. As couples, as friends, as people, we have to learn how to communicate. And what we have to also understand that communication does... Communication, everybody should be able to communicate. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a company or you're a homeless person. We all are able to communicate and we should all have respect for one one another. But as people, we don't, you know? We do shit based off of tears and stuff like that. Uh, sorry, I know I'm going o- over, but like little baby posted something about if you make between if your net worth is zero to five hundred thousand, you're poor. And it's just like, why? <laughs> we put all these different pressures and rules and stuff like that because now people are gonna think this. People are gonna think that oh, if I make five hundred. If I make $500,000, I'm, I'm considered poor. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case at all. We as people just need to live our life. We need to live our life for us and, and stop worrying about society and what other people may think and, and everything else mm-hmm. is truly how I feel. And we got to learn how to communicate better. And communication is, again, speaking to people. Being polite costs you nothing. I always say that. 
If I'm walking in the street and I see a homeless person, you know what I say? Hello. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge everybody because at the end of the day, I don't know what anybody's going through. And it's not. And, and again, it just costs you nothing to be nice to people. It doesn't. But it's harder when you when those people, those same people, it's easy. It's also easier to be nice to strangers because they, they don't you don't owe them anything. They don't owe you nothing. You don't know them. There's they haven't had a, an opportunity to transgress against you. So to and. So I think that like you're right, but I think in the concept of this situation, like it's it does get harder once you you know the closer you get to somebody because when you do disagree, you have you know arguably like a bank of things that you can bring up. Not to say that everybody does that, not to say that everybody should do that, but it's it becomes. So I then, think so. Then if that's the case, then everyone should before you get into like relationships, friendships, any of that, y'all should. Maybe having a, a discussion about how to handle arguments should be something that everyone discuss. Yeah, well, how do we, what's your argument style? How do we how, how do we deal with arguments and conflict? Yeah, a, a conflict resolution. I that would be I think a good conversation that people should have in the beginning is like because like how do how do you it's almost like how do you fight like like how do you how do you argue how do you handle conflict do you address it head on are you passive aggressive do you avoid it do you go below the belt are you always like in the moment or what? like it really that was, i think that it, that is something that you can have a conversation about and really should have it relatively early on so that way you know that person's style and you can say like okay these are my triggers or these are the things that upset that you know i do when i tend to be upset so that way you can Move accordingly. I can I can definitely get with that. Sound good? Yeah. So. Well, I what guess. I would say is, if you're gonna watch the movie, uh, it can be toxic. Mm-hmm. My wife is gonna say it's exhausting, um, but I think if you're willing to go with it, go to watch it with an open mind and just. You know, watch it for for its acting. See what you take from it. Yeah. Or what you'd rather leave. Yeah, you know. I just think that... I think it's a great movie for couples. Especially those who argue. Just so you can kind of see how you may look. I think that it can hold up a mirror to a lot of people in some... That's how it was for me. I looked at it as like, oh shit. I may say something wild. Then this is how it might come across. And now when Danny responds back or maybe Danny says something wild and then I went with something super wild now I see how it's like it becomes a tit for tat so true that well with that being said I think we have come to the close of another episode of Lover's Quarrel like I said at the top of the show make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Lover's Quarrel Show um, email us your headaches, heartaches, questions, comments, concerns at loversquarrelshow at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at loversquarrel7. Um, we will be talking all things Malcolm and Marie or arguments or argument styles and anything else that you can think of on Tuesday the 16th at 7.30 p.m. on Clubhouse. Make sure you join over there. I've heard that Clubhouse doesn't require invitations anymore. I think it's out of its beta phase. So if you haven't signed up for Clubhouse, please do so. And look up uh, me and TJ. If you put in Lover's Quarrel Show, you should be able to find both of us. Um, And we'll be there to talk through and talk our shit and our fireside chat. But 
Thank you for joining us for another episode. As always, I am your girl, Danny. I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight. But, but we, we love. love. Bye. bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.